okay, well, you know, if, if I knew that I was, you know, going to do a triathlon in three months' time, I wouldn't just rock up to the triathlon and hope that I could just, you know, I'm not like Glenn. I don't have the level of fitness of, you know, that, uh, that man there. We know he could do it. But, um, oh, I'll get that going. Sorry. There we go. We do got it. We're recording. Um, yeah, I couldn't just rock up and do that. But, you know, with about three months of, of prep, I think I probably could pull a triathlon off. You know, I'd have to get back on the bike. I'd have to do some running. have to do some swimming. I'd have to give myself to a progression of, of ramping up. And I sort of feel like spiritually, like if we stopped and we thought about that for a second and went, where is your spiritual level of fitness at the moment? You know, like, is it, has, has it been, you know, sort of in a season of atrophy, you know, where there's a lot of strength? Is it in a season where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so out of shape, we couldn't even call it atrophy. It's just like I've been off the couch in ages, or maybe it's, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the, you know, like, like whenever you get off the couch and you get out there and you do your first run it is hard. I don't feel good. Don't feel easy. Doesn't come easy. But it's like, where are we at from a spiritual fitness perspective? Because I find myself at the moment back at the gym and it's hurting a little bit. Isn't that just coming easy? You know, like once you get a bit of fitness up, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, back, back at it. But it's like, oh, I'm building some strength here again. But I feel like, I feel like there's an invitation of spirit going out and, and, you know, it's like, it's like that song said, I hear the spirit say, it's time, you know, let's awaken. You know, I feel that personally. I feel a, a deep call to wake up and and not treat this invitation casually. Anyway, today I want to talk about invitation, uh, you know, but, but as we, as we think about that, it's like, well, invited to what, you know, I guess, first of all, like we're in this focus on on being in a relationship with Jesus. That's our first invitation. We're invited to partner with him. We're invited to surrender our dreams, our plans, our life trajectory, our oomph, the, the power of life that we've been given. We're invited to lend that to Jesus that he might uh, take the life that we have and accomplish something of his kingdom and his purpose here on earth. And that sounds enormous uh, in some senses. But it's like, well, what does it practically look like to partner with the things of the Spirit? Because, I mean, we can say that and it can feel just like, oh, you know, all ethereal. And, you know, well, hopefully, you know, we, we catch that magical, you know, glow bug sometime that's out there somewhere. But it's like, what does it look like to ground this and go, you know, how prevalent is my partnership daily? or weekly with the spirit of God that's with me. And if that's the invitation that we have, that the life we live, that the flow that we're in, that the resource from which we live from is something of his spirit, uh, there, there's a flow from our life that can only be uh, accredited to Jesus. And, you know, I think there's this picture in Revelation that, that, talks about this this spiritual invitation in Revelation 3.20. I'll read it from New Living first, because um, it's how it's been memorized for me. You know, there's some verses you memorize. At that time, I was rocking New Living. So I'll read it from there first, Revelation 3.20. says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. 
know, I got this picture of, you know, the door of my heart and Jesus just waiting, just. Just going. Love to have lunch. Love to hang out. What you got in the fridge? You know, but it's mine to get up off the couch and open the door and respond to his knock and invite him in. Hey, let's take a minute together. Let's take an afternoon together. Let's take a day together. Let's spend a life together. Do you want to move in? Hey, would you like to live here? Do you want to be roommates? You know, it's like this, but but it starts, you know, with this picture of Jesus standing at the door knocking, saying, if you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and we'll we'll have a meal as friends. But that verse is caught up in a, in, a, in a bigger passage that is probably just as well known to us as that verse, but maybe not connected to it in our minds. And it says this, Revelation 3, 15 to 20. I'll read it from the Amplified this time. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold, invigorating or refreshing, nor hot, healing or therapeutic. I wish that you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless. That's a big word. Spiritually useless, neither cold nor hot. I'll vomit you out of my mouth, rejecting you with disgust. That's a strong picture. Because you say, I am rich and I've prospered and grown wealthy and I've need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, without hope and in great need. I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been heated red hot and refined by fire so that you may become truly rich, and white clothes representing righteousness to clothe yourself so that the shame of your nakedness will not be seen, and healing salve to put on your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I rebuke and discipline, showing them their faults and instructing them. So be enthusiastic and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior, and seek God's will. Behold, I stand at the door of the church and knock, and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me. You know, I think in my casualness, I can become spiritually useless. I think in my casualness, I can find myself in these words that say, I have what I need. I don't need anything. I think I can find myself uh, not recognizing uh, this condition in which uh, the scripture is talking about, which is without the things of greatest value and without the things of truest meaning and truest worth. It's a, it's a, strong picture but I want to find myself spiritually fruitful and, and I can't do that on my own that is a relationship that is a flow and the truth of the matter is if 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 I find myself not in that flow I'm in some other kind of flow I am always partnering with something. I mean, we, we've, we've talked about this before. You know, I can be flowing in the pain of my past. I can be flowing in resentment. I can be flowing in fear or confusion. I can be flowing in doubt or shame. I can be flowing in pride. You know, there's many, many things that I can pick up and be flowing in. 
And those things become a ministry of my life. You know, if the voice that I'm partnering with is the voice of doubt and shame or fear and confusion or resentment or pain from my past. And, and, and I'm not trying to minimize those things or suggest, oh, just move on and partner with a different voice. But in some senses, that is the knock on the door. You know, it's like how much time do we spend in our hearts sitting alone in our home just listening to these stories like they're a friend or listening to these things like they're good counsel and then flowing in them? When what I need to do is open the door and hear something different and partner with a flow that's going to bring life to me and through me. That's spiritual relationship. Taking the door of my heart, answering the invitation of Jesus to come into his presence and partner with him. There's this verse in 1 Corinthians. I'm hitting all the familiar passages I would expect here today, that none of these are uh, ringing out as uh, particularly creative selections. But I was, um, in week one, I was reflecting on on day three, the uh, exercise that talks about, is this is the day that's on relationship versus religion. And um, it ends the day by asking the question, um, something to the effect of, you know, invite Jesus to show you where religion is a barrier in your life to relationship. And um, yeah, in, in, in that time, God took me to this verse, to 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 3, which we will all know. And it says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I've become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and I speak a new message from God to the people and understand all the mysteries and possess all the knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith that I can remove mountains, but I do not have love reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but I do not have love, it does me no good at all. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's an incredibly challenging picture if we actually think about it for a minute. You know, what Paul's saying here is that it's not about what we do, it's about what we partner with. And if what I'm doing isn't flowing from a spiritual relationship that has the power of God and his love at the center of it, it doesn't matter how good it looks. It doesn't matter how powerful it is. It doesn't matter how much it seems like it's accomplishing something extraordinary. It's, it's, it's just a distraction. It's just an annoyance. It's just a, a waste. And these are, these are incredible things that he's talking about. If I speak in tongues of men and angels, if I prophesy, if I understand all the mysteries and have all the knowledge and have a sufficient faith so that mountains could be moved. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor and surrender my body to be burned, think about the kind of person that would be doing those things. Think about the level of commitment to their faith and the productivity that all of those pictures have. But he says, if those things are flowing from something other than the love of God, it's got nothing of value to offer to you or to anyone else. I stop when I think about that and I go, I'm not sure I really believe that. I'm not sure I'm not casually settling for some of these things that look productive. 
but don't carry the spirit of God, the love of God, the partnership with him that says from a deep spiritual relationship, this life flows. I'm, I'm so challenged by that. And then challenged by this idea that, that the spirit is saying it's now. This is a time. This is an invitation. And don't treat it casually, Brad. Don't be casual about this and go, oh, yeah, it's time for a minor tweak and a little upgrade to my faith. It's like, oh, it's, it's, it's time. There's this, uh, there's this picture in day four of the study this week, whether you're there or not. Um, and it talks about this idea of stepping into your spirit man or spirit woman's shoes. And it's an idea that we've used before, but it's like, you know, I have my own shoes and they fit me really comfortably. I'm really familiar with them. I can identify with them. They have a, a feeling to them. They have a preference to them. They have a disposition to them. Uh, but then equally, there are a spirit man pair of shoes that I can slide on. And when I sink into the, the spiritual part of my life and I find Jesus there, I see life differently. I, there are things I can be worried about my future and slip my spirit man shoes on and have complete peace and excitement and hope. You know, when I, when I did that exercise, I was feeling a bit empty that day and I was feeling a bit just not down or not up or not full of worry or full of fear, just kind of like empty, just, you know, it's like you could, you know, tumbleweeds rolling down the hallway of Brad's soul. And then I did the exercise and I, and I connected in with the spirit part of myself. And there was such an excitement there. There was such an enthusiasm there. There was so much expectation there. There was such a hope there. And it was like, what is spirit Brad so pumped about? It raised this curiosity for me that went, what does he know that I'm missing? Cause I'm in, I'm in tumbleweedville here and spirit Brad's ready to, ready to burst out of the seams. And as I sat in that idea and heard from Jesus, who's so with my spirit man, and, and that's the identity I want to live out. I don't want to identify with the, with, with the tumbleweed shoes, dude. I want to, I want to identify as the, the man who's got the spirit of God dictating the terms of life and telling the story of what is. And it's not just about guiding my steps. It's about determining what I see. And I, I think we're constantly able to focus on uh, something. What's, what is it that's flowing to us? The thing that's got our focus. And, uh, um, I'm challenged by that idea. You know, I love this picture of Jesus standing at the door of our heart by his spirit and just continually knocking. And he won't stop. He's not going to go anywhere. He's hungry. He's sticking around. He's, he's looking for a feed. And it's like, well, I, I just want to like give him a key and go, just come in, just move in, live here. Let this door be yours. But the truth of the matter is it's always going to be my door to open. It's always going to be my invitation to respond to. And oh, I, I love who I am when I'm with his spirit. I love the life he's given me. I love the thing he's birthed within me. I love the passions he's given me. I love the gifts he's bestowed upon me. I love the people that he's given me. I love the wife he's brought about in my life. I love the child that we've given life to. I love the place of life that we find ourselves 
I, I, when I step into those shoes, I'm so thankful and grateful for what's occurred. And I'm so expectant of a future. And it's like, yes, that man knows how to face hard things. And he knows how to go through troubling waters. And he knows how to overcome, you know, like Mars was saying, there's no problems to Jesus because he sees the other side of it. I love that. What you shared, Marcel, that was beautiful. And, and my spirit man knows and trusts that completely. I want to live in those shoes. And the time is now and his invitation is here and it matters. And I don't want to be casual about it. I want to build a spiritual fitness that sees the strongest part of my life be spirit man, Brad, to see the strongest identity, to see the strongest recognition, to see the thing I rely upon most to be the spirit of God with me. Yeah. I want to finish up with a verse Romans that I think it's, it's from week. Oh, maybe I used it two weeks ago. Romans chapter eight, verse six. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. And it is just so true. When I slide on the spirit shoes, it is life and peace. And I can live there. And what would be the flow of my life? What would be the oomph that God would bring about through this existence should I choose for my life to be his? And live entrenched in the spirit shoes that is the identity he's given me. Yeah. Those are the thoughts that I have for today. It's, uh, I guess it's our opportunity to just kind of kick into groups here and go, yeah, what? What do we think about this idea of an invitation of God's spirit to build some spiritual fitness in this season, to see the spirit man shoes become a bit more familiar, to see that knock on the door, uh, to, to hear that loudly and to, to find the doors of our heart open to him. I, uh, yeah. Where do we experience this and how does it work for us? And is this real and tangible? Like, can we feel that difference? Like, as I describe what, it was like for me to slide into the place of my spirit and be in that spiritual relationship. The, the disposition of my thoughts changed. Have you experienced that? And what's that like for you? And how do you access that space and place more readily and easily? So, yeah, let's kick into some groups, have a bit of a chat about this idea of, a, of an invitation to live from this spiritual relationship. Love you guys. Great to be together. Enjoy. Enjoy.